How do you sabotage self-sabotage? Hi, welcome to a conversation here on Business Mindset Mastery that I don't really want to have. Yesterday, I was on a tear and I was ready to show up for all of you. And today, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is going to be so hard. But this is a really important conversation. Thank you for joining me. I'm Heather Gray. I'm a mindset and leadership coach. I work with business owners, leaders, and entrepreneurs. You can always find out more about me over at choosetohaveitall.com. But I really hope this isn't your first episode of the show, um, because this probably isn't going to make the best first impression, but it would actually make the most honest first impression of who I am, how I move through the world, and how I model um, for my listeners, how I hope they can move in, uh, you know, sort of move through their own worlds. Um, but this is a tough conversation. I wanted to talk to you about self-sabotage and sabotaging self-sabotage, because I caught myself self in a pattern of self-sabotage recently. I would say um, I probably could see it blatantly for two weeks, but my guess is it's probably been going on for about a month or so. If I'm really like brutally, boldly looking at myself honestly in the mirror, it's probably been a month or so. And I wanted to, because this show is about mindset in real time, and it's about being real and honest and transparent and authentic and being our best selves so we can live our best lives and run our best businesses. And I I think that, you know, showing imperfection and talking about being perfectly imperfect and imagining and, and really being open about human frailty is really important because if we don't honor and own who we are, I I think sometimes our stories control us. And I don't want this to be a story that controls me. And I think, or at least I hope, I wish, I pray, I cross my fingers, plug my nose and leap into it, that by sharing this story and owning accountability with myself, that perhaps I'll stop one or two or three or four or five or, you know, how many of you from doing this to yourself and the progress and the dreams that you have for the life and business you want. So what I'm talking about here is catching myself self-sabotaging a weight loss. um, I don't even think journey is the right word. I had a plan to get in better shape, lose some weight, and exercise regularly. Um, I did pretty well. Um, At the beginning of the year, my husband and I moved cross country and we were living in a hotel for two months. And I definitely put on a couple of pounds and sort of knew that I was giving up control over my diet and my lifestyle at the time. And, you know, what I I said at the time was I've been brave enough. I've, you know, I've done enough hard. I don't need to tackle this thing. And when I moved into the house at the beginning of February, um, I attacked my weight loss and started started working on getting those extra pounds off right away. And suddenly, um, once I got to that point of, I guess, comfort, right? Like, so I had sort of lost the weight that I had gained because of the hotel. I sort of got sp- I don't even know how the, and again, I'm talking out loud as I think, so I'm sorry this is coming out a little frenetic and disorganized, but as it's as real as it gets. And if, <laughs> and if I plan this all out, I may never say it. But if I'm really honest with myself, I probably lost that weight initially that I had gained in the move. And then I coasted for a while. I, I love exercising as a rule. So it's pretty easy for me to exercise five or six days a week. But at the beginning of October, yeah, I would say probably the, towards the beginning of September, October, um, 
I saw that I was kind of upping it a little bit and I was exercising more and I could see my clothes were feeling looser. I noticed that my belt was, um, you know, I was able to go back or like go back an extra notch, meaning my waist had gotten a little bit smaller. And I was, I was feeling good about that. And I don't think I ever said out loud to myself like, oh, I want to lose more weight or I want to get in better shape. But I could see that it was happening. And the other day I caught my myself just in this pattern of because I, I did it on one specific day but when I look back I, I saw it in all the other days leading up to it of overeating and I'm not like going into like binge eating territory but I was eating when I wasn't hungry I was snacking on crap that I don't normally snack on I was eating food that I wasn't really tasting and when I caught myself in that moment it wasn't emotional eating because I, I know that girl. I know the emotional eating girl. Um, it, the only way I know how to describe it is I was saying a giant F you. Like, I don't know who I was saying it to, but it felt like a glorious act of rebellion. <laughs> like, it was like, yeah, take that. But I don't know what point I was trying to make, and I don't know who I was making it to. But, you know, me being in the, my line of work and being the former shrink who's now a mindset coach, I got curious and started poking around. And I realized that I've been really good lately. Like, I've been happy. My life is going really well. But I've also been really supportive of people. I've done really good. Like, some of my best client work, I would say, has come in the past couple of months. Um, I've been working really hard to communicate clearly and openly and honestly with my husband. Uh, we have this huge project going on with our house with all these service providers. And I've been juggling extra appointments. I had this medical situation going on. At the same time, I had a dental situation going on. At the same time, I had a weird inner ear situation going on and I was managing it all um, and I was managing it I would say with some ease in a way and when I looked at my eating pattern I was like this makes no sense like finally you have figured out a diet and an exercise plan where losing weight is a little bit easier like this is hasn't even been hard for you and the first thing that I you know sort of the psychobabble run a mark part is like oh you only want it if it's hard so you're going to gain weight to make it more of a challenge and when I poked at that and tried to unpack it from that lens it didn't work what really came to me is that I am tired of being good. I'm tired of being the good girl. I'm tired of having all the answers, doing the right thing, turning the other cheek, being the emotionally intelligent one. Like I am tired of being good. And I want it to be a little bit bad. But I didn't want anybody else to feel the pain of bad because if I don't answer that email right away to the service provider, they sort of struggle. If I don't sort of hear my husband out and have a good, healthy, emotionally intelligent conversation, our marriage suffers. If I don't give my best to my clients, like the, my business suffers. But suddenly my weight, which for a lot of people, this idea of control is not 
you know, an unheard of concept. It's incredibly familiar. I think we, a lot of people for a lot of different reasons, use their diet to control situations. But for me, what I caught was it wasn't emotional eating. It wasn't like self-sabotaging my weight loss. That actually wasn't even the goal. It was, I don't also on top of all of that good, want to be the person exercising six days a week and eating healthy. Like it just it didn't feel real to me anymore. It didn't feel human. And what I really started to look at as I've spent the past couple of days like owning this and thinking about it was that this this personal development journey we're on. Like what like at some point in time like I preach being human. I talk about it all the time, right? We just have to have a moment of being human. Sometimes it's not going to be about business. Sometimes it's going to be about life. Like that's my script and hopefully you've heard me say it before and hopefully hopefully this is not your first episode listening to me, but it's the script. But at some point in time I I caught myself in like automatic pilot of like always doing the right thing. And what I realized when I was like (laughs) eating a donut, because by the way, donuts are always donuts and French fries, maybe a burger. I actually burger can be optional. It goes, (laughs) if you really want to know how to get to me, how to earn extra points, it goes donuts, French fries, and then ice cream. (laughs) Hopefully not all on the same day in the same order, but I was catching myself buying a donut eating a donut that I wasn't even hungry for and I didn't even want simply so I didn't have to be good. And it, it, it was like a, literally like my middle finger could have gone up the donut hole, right? And it's, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> but here's the thing with that is that when I start poking around at like, why do I need to be bad? Why do I need to break the rules? What is, you know, up with me wanting to be a, re- a rebel? And admittedly, there's always been this part of my personality that likes to be a little rogue. I, um, I was called I was called rogue in residential when I was doing residential treatment and I it was not supposed to be meant as a compliment but I told everybody who knew me that they had told me I was going rogue because I was so proud of it so I do think that there's a part of my personality that enjoys breaking the rules and going against the status quo and calling it like I see it and being directed being fearless and all of that. But what really I started to poke around when I when I nudged at this a bit because it wasn't emotional eating. It wasn't like, oh, I I I I want to be a heavier weight or, you know, I don't want people to see me. I don't want people to notice me, which are a little more of the predictable reasons why people might sabotage weight loss. It was really about wanting to break the rules, to do something that I'm not supposed to be doing. And when I poke at that, it's what needs have I not been paying attention to? What things have I compromised on? Where have I bitten my tongue and not said what I really meant? And what really came to light for me is because, quote unquote, things are so good for me right now, I have been overly generous in the way I show up for everyone that I've been over delivering and not from a place of the people pleaser 
you know, mentality. I'm not actually a people, chronic people pleaser. That's never been one of my issues. But from a place of I have it, so I might as well. Other people, they're struggling. My friends are in these weird predicaments. They're having a hard time. So I might as well. Um, So-and-so is going through this, but I'm not, so I can. And my clients are managing this, but I'm not, so I can. And all of these service providers are working so hard to take care of us. So of course, as soon as I get that question, I'm going to answer back and I'm going to remember to CC everybody and I am going to be on top of it because I can. And I stopped asking myself, but do I want to? Is this respecting my time? Is this taking care of me? Because I created some, and I didn't notice I was doing this, guys, but I created some sort of story that because I was happy, I somehow, I don't know, needed less, deserved less. Um, my needs didn't matter. Um, but I just was compromising myself away. I wasn't saying what I really thought. I wasn't having the hard conversation. I wasn't, I, I wasn't living authentically. I wasn't sort of putting myself as a need on the table. And it was because I was happy enough, I guess, or not even happy enough. Because to be honest, I'm incredibly happy right now. I really love my life. And I think that something about that, and it isn't that I don't think I deserve it, because I absolutely think I deserve it. I've worked effing hard for it. I've earned it. But it, I created some sort of story that because I'm happier than I've ever been, I have more to give. And it didn't occur to me that maybe I wasn't saving anything for myself. I was giving it all away until <laughs> I was giving the middle finger to the donut, right? Like that's how that happens. And I think self-sabotage is a tricky, tricky beast. And we explain it away far too easily. And then we expect that because we've identified that we've self-sabotaged. So perhaps our income level is, you know, isn't as high as it could be because we're not doing a lead generating activity or we're not um, raising our prices because we actually are incredibly skilled at what we're doing. Um, Or, you know, in the weight loss category or the personal development category, we all know the different things we're working on that we could be doing better. That we never look at like what the deal is and what are we losing if we give up self-sabotage? What is the safety net that we're giving up? What is the purpose? Because self-sabotage is sort of unhealthy as it is and as dysfunctional as it can be. It is meeting a need. It's just meeting the needs backwards. So what we have to do and what we're responsible for is understanding it and figuring out what is a healthier way of meeting that need. Because I think what ends up happening, if we use the weight loss example, because that's the easiest example, is it's like, oh, I, I gained 10 pounds because I, you know, I impulsively improved my diet or I like you know, ate sweets that I wasn't supposed to eat or I ate too much or I had a second serving or I had too much dessert, that like the answer becomes just stop. Well, people end up in a chronic sort of cycle of self-sabotage 
not because they, they're incapable of stopping, but because they haven't figured out a way to meet the need that the self-sabotage was meeting. So for me, I have to, and this is hard to say on a public podcast and just to admit like, okay, I want to be the bad girl. I want to, like, I don't want to be as, as sort of acquiescing as I can be or so accommodating. So then like, what does being bad mean, right? And, and not in like the, <laughs> and not in the dirty way that it's sounds as I'm talking about it, but in the really like honest, authentic, being human way. Like what conversation do I actually have to have? What need hasn't been met? What do I, you know, what does being too good mean? Where have I been too good? And what do I need to stop doing? Or what do I need to ask somebody else to start doing? Because so often the self-sabotage is a behavior we choose that only negatively impacts ourselves. So if we do this, we're the only ones who suffer and nobody else needs to know about it. And choosing not to self-sabotage means choosing to involve other people in the rumble, in the struggle, having the conversation and say, hey, I caught myself dot, 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 dot. I really need A, B, and C. And as I talk this situation out loud, I can see so many places where my story is it's harder for other people than it is for for me right now. So I dot, 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 rather than correcting the story and saying, it doesn't have to be a crisis for me. It doesn't have to be a trauma for me. It doesn't have to be that it's the worst thing ever for me to get a little bit of attention, to ask for a little bit of gratitude, to try to be seen rather than to be taken advantage of. Because that's what being too good starts to feel like when it isn't coming from a genuine place, but it's coming from a place of responsibility. That's where I found myself. And if I don't have that part of the conversation with myself and I don't figure out where I said yes when I needed to say no, when I did it right away, when I wished I could have waited a day or two, if I don't poke around at that, I'm just going to keep picking away at my diet and I'm going to keep making it harder for myself to be healthy, to exercise to the level I want. I'm going to continue to get in my own way because that's the part of the conversation that deserves my attention. What am I going to do instead if I allow my weight loss to simply be easy? That's the conversation you need to have with yourselves. It is really hard for me um, to hit publish on this podcast. Um, there's totally a part of me that says, all right, this is going to go out in a week. If I don't like it, I can erase it. Um, but I, it doesn't work that way. Like, if I, if I don't pu press publish, if I don't press send, if I don't speak the truth and say it how it is, then, you know, I'm contributing to this, like, you know, mindset in real time, kumbaya vision. And, and that isn't how it is, friends. So welcome to the rumble. Welcome to my rumble. Um, hopefully I've unpacked it enough and figured it out for myself that I know the conversations I need to have. I need to, you know, the things I've said yes to that I need to dial back from. But if there are more notes from the rumble, 
stumble on this, I will surely share them with you. And I hope you do the same. If you want this to be an ongoing conversation, if this has sparked something for you, come back to me, talk to me over at Heather at choose to have it all.com or consider joining me. I've revamped and rebooted the Facebook group. You can find it at Business Mindset Mastery. We always talk about the show there. I would love to have you if you're not already a member or if you're one of those lurker members, get out of the shadows, get out of the dark and join the conversation and let's talk about what matters. Thank you for today. I look forward to talking to you about someone else's problem next time. Bye for now.